Hello and welcome to the Kryptonite Podcast. I am Mark Stores, and with me as always is... I'm Chris. And... Rob Morphy. Quarantine day number what, guys? What do we got here? How many oh, numbers are we at? I have not been counting this down at all. What yeah, day? Yeah, me, me either. It's been over it? a month since I worked, but that's not since the actual quarantine, so... Yeah, it's been about a month since I've actually worked like a full week. I'm just doing Mondays and Wednesdays. I can't figure out what day it is. I don't know where it's I am Tuesday. or what I'm doing. Every day's Tuesday for me. Every day. <laughs> Literally every day's a fucking Tuesday. It really is. Yeah. The month of a thousand Tuesdays. Yeah, this has been like the longest. I don't even... When's the last time that we even saw like like potted together? It was well, like... there's a difference. I get to see you occasionally from 20 feet away looking like a mass terrorist when you drop yeah, some yeah, yeah. shit off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen Chris in over a month like at all. Uh, but but the last time we actually hung, it's it, it's had to have been... I don't even know. It's probably been like... It doesn't seem like it, but I think it's been like three weeks. I think we potted that first week... Um, oh yeah before they actually did the quarantine yeah that's true that's true so it would would have been maybe like the last week in the next the second to the last week in march yeah really is it It it's april it's april right it it is april yeah Yeah. no it's 100 april here in New York, our quarantine got extended to May 15th or whatever, so this is just a new reality that we're living in. So thank you all so very much for joining us. Uh, the social medias, the Instas, the Twitters, and the Facebooks, check it out all there. It's awesome. Thank you all for the DMs and the support and the well wishes, even though we're just kind of hanging out doing nothing. We appreciate it. We yeah. love all of our listeners and all of our fans. It's uh, so very nice to interact with y'all on a regular basis, especially when we're just killing time in the quarantine. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Um, some interviews going up there. Check that out. That is super cool. $1 is a shout out. $5 is a shout out and some bonus audio. Um, Heller space, hellerspace.com. We have, uh, some, we have two different designs that are going towards the local, uh, Cuga County meals on wheels charity. So check it out there. Again, that is hellerspace.com. Two different designs. One of them is the plan nine from Heller space design. And the other one is the Heller space alive with me. Robin Chris's kiss characters. Mm. Um, only three members of kiss. No one has asked where the cat man is but you know there's a whole story behind that so check all that out um we're gonna do some patreon shout outs now we're gonna preempt this with that if we fuck your name up it is your god-given duty satan delivered duty to contact us and say you fucked my name up do it again okay you paid for this so we're gonna get started here and if you hear your name and you're like oh they fucked it up you send an email to cryptonotpodcast at gmail.com and we will correct it sound good Fucking phenomenal. All right, here we go. I'm going to get started with Kevin Malicio Sr. Thank you, Kev. Thank you very much, Kev. Excuse me. I'm going to be thanking these people. Sinopian and all-fired rush. All right. Okay. Matt P. Thank you, Matthew. Kang Ta. Bam. (laughs) Eric B. Writer. Thank you for that fucking key spelling phonetically, because I would have <laughs> yes. be rooted. I would have be rooted too. Yeah, totally, totally. That, um, I, I'm gonna pick it up from here. Okay. We got Ev Waldron, fucking what Ev. Up, Ev. Hey, fucking hey. Adam Hogginson, again. What up, Adam? We fucked it up. Tim Polish. Oh, and Tim, Doug, what up? What up? Doug, Knipple, or as we debated earlier, where K's are often silent when followed with an end. Doug Nipple. If either one of those is wrong, just let us know, know and we'll say it again. Yeah, exactly. Let us know, Doug. Uh, okay, I have uh, Janie Jefferson. 
Tim Puff. Sweet. Audrey O'Toole. It's Aubrey, dude. I saved oh, you shit, there. I'm sorry. Aubrey we were, O'Toole. Sorry, Aubrey. Yes. It's a beautiful sorry name. Sorry about that. We really I, did a go for this. Mark's going to get a whipping after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't read, and I'm definitely not sober. So, uh, Okay, and my last one here is Holly Solchenberger. I think th- I think that's nice. right, actually. I think I got it, yeah. It looks legit. All right, yeah, here's, okay. All right. here's the fucking tongue twister. God bless you. And so we're just going to wing this off. Catherine... Wogenrich Bumgart. I hope yeah, I got that I right. Got it. Maybe it's Baumgart. Yeah. But Baumgart, either maybe. Baumgart, a beautiful, yeah. regal sounding name, Catherine, and thank you for signing up for Patreon. Yes, thank you so also, much. Also, we've got Janaya, I think it's Porch or Porsche. Porsche. Let's go with Porsche. I've got Jamila, and thank you again for the pronunciation. And what I believe, up, Jamila? Yeah, hey. fucking thank you. And Justin Watts. All right, I have uh, Chandra Matt Matson. Is that good? Yeah, I think so. Cat uh, Pringle. Sweet. Just, and, just Indrid. Uh, just Indrid. Chili. There you go. Is it, yep. is it a little bit balmy where you're from, Indrid? You know what I'm saying? Are you yeah. the one? Yeah. Are you the one? It's Michael Jones. Mike. Let's move on with <laughs> it's Mike. Why well, I can't be cool with Mike? I just like to pause to like sound like Mike, Mike, <laughs> Michael Jones. All Thank right, moving you. on, Robert. All right, that guy Goldie. Perfect. Thank you. Nice, Zach Clute. Oh, oh shit. What up, Clute? What up, Zach? Douglas Davis. Oh shit! Actually, I know Douglas Davis from the old Twitterverse. What up, Douglas? And Donald O'Connor. Oh, what up, Donald? What Donald up, what up, what O'Connor. up? All right, I got uh, Dennis Delu. Delia. Right? De- oh, Jesus, Delia. Okay. I got this one. Sir, her. Nailed it. <laughs> like Don't that. How fuck about up this, one? this next one? No, I'm not. This, this right here, this is our dude, Joe Thunder. Oh, yeah. Sweet. And uh, Jeffrey Cox, which I believe uh, actually is related to uh, Nicholas Cox. So thank you so very much, Jeffrey. Oh, so thank you. Two, we have two last ones here. Robert, please uh, please bring us out. Unless Chris wants to bring us out with the last two. <clears throat> Chris is not going to do it. I think he will. No, I could. Okay. We, got yeah. two, we, we, got, we have Shonda Magpie. Shonda! Uh, nice, nice. What and up? Rylan Hincharuk. Nice. Oh, Good job. There Ryan you go. is such a badass name. He's got to be like a male model. Just trust totally. us. You are. So, thank you, uh, again, everybody. Thank everybody, you so very much. One and all. For your Burst. Patreon contributions. Uh, <laughs> if, we murder, if we murder your name, we more than likely did murder your name. Just write us and we will correct that. And as a matter of fact, we do have a correction here. It is David Boskowski. We screwed up David's oh, name a couple of yeah. times. It was like Bachowski or something. Yeah. See, that's it. It's yeah. just that simple. And you know Boskowski. what? Some of you guys are going to get your money's worth for sure because we probably mangled your name two or three different ways. Yes. <laughs> then you can just give us the phonetic pronunciation and hopefully we'll get it right then. Hopefully. Exactly. Yeah, so there you go. So thank you all so very much. We appreciate it. Moving on with this week's episode. Uh, this week we are talking about the Bell family. Oh, what, Robert, what could this be about? This is a oh. fun one. This is a little okay. esoteric little uh, story from the American Midwest that uh, that I just think is a, a who, if you will. Uh-huh. All right. 
Well, let's get started with in the early 1970s, following a series of bizarre encounters, a group of suburban St. Louis motel employees became convinced that a family who had come to stay at the inn was not merely from out of town, but literally hailed from out of this world. Trauma time. You like that? That's crazy. That's crazy, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Side note, my mic smells really bad. What it how? smells? What it did just, you do like, with beer, it? Like, do you wipe beer. your ass with it? <laughs> no, no. It's just it's covered in beer and, and Mark's bit. So, all right, the Bell family, Robert. We're going out of this world. What do we got, dude? On May fifteenth, nineteen seventy, at approximately ten thirty a.m., a front a motel front desk clerk by the name of Dorothy Simpson was hard at work inspecting a sheaf of billing documents at her desk when the tedium of her task was broken by a loud whistling sigh. Startled, Dorothy glanced up and saw what she described as four quote-unquote tiny people who seemed to have simply appeared in front of her. So no jangle of the bell, no hustle of the luggage. Just there, they portaled right in. A whistling sigh, yep. And then they're there. Dorothy no doubt thought it strange that she had not heard the group enter the motel through the front door, but was almost certainly too awestruck by the sight of the individuals now standing before her to concern herself with their unusual entrance. The first thing Dorothy noticed was their height, or lack thereof, as the tops of their heads barely breached the edge of her desk. She noted that they were not proportioned like little people, but full-sized adults, albeit very small ones. The second thing Dorothy was struck by was the similarity of their appearance. The two men and two women all had nearly identical youthful facial features and seemed to be expensively attired, with the males clad in matching tailored suits and the females in pastel peach dresses. The slightly larger of the group, a male and female, stood at the fore while their apparent children, presumably a daughter and son, remained behind them. So the only difference between the genders are, I mean, you know, the dress and the and the, and the suits. right and, and the right. only difference between the ones that were apparently the adults and the children was height otherwise features nearly identical and they're all dapper and shit looking yeah. all nice apparently like classy as the dills nice yeah, the little tiny flashy dressed people i like yeah it. little falutin people yeah. falutin low falutin there you go Dorothy saw that their heads were wide at eye level but their faces thinned abruptly to their chins Sort of, I guess, like an inverted triangle. She noticed that their eyes were large, dark, and slightly slanted, and that their noses were essentially without bridges. They had slit-like nostrils, and their mouths were tiny and virtually lipless. They all looked uniformly pale. So, so we can we can mm, say that this definitely does not look like a normal person at all. I would say not. Like I mean, at all. You know what it actually kind of reminds me of, Sans, the big freaky eyes and and apparent either hair pieces or actual hair the uh the alien painting on the cover of whitley streber's communion oh so you got i hate these, that, I, hate that. Oh, I know it's so yeah uh, it's it's like off the scale on the ick factor everyone's yeah, bothered gross. by it. a lot of people say it's yeah. because you probably were abducted at some point and it's triggering something in you and maybe for some people that's the case but as no, far it's as just I'm gross concerned, it's just gross yeah, yeah. it's grubby to yeah. the max so imagine that but i suppose in the shape and the nose and the mouth, but more human-like eyes and hair. Okay. I, I think that's fair. 
Dorothy also silently observed. Oh, well, here we're going right to this. Dorothy also silently observed that their hair did not appear to be real. And she suspected that they were all likely wearing wigs. In the middle of her assessment of these unusual guests, the elder man broke her reverie with a falsetto voice inquiring repeatedly, do you have a room to stay? Do you have a room to stay? But I can't quite capture that falsetto. I'm wondering if Chris can help me out here. I'm, I might be able to do it. What do they? What do they say? Do Do you have a room to stay twice in okay. a row? Do you have a room to stay? Do you have a room to stay? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for doing <laughs> that. For worked. Me. Oh my god, I've been dying to hear that so bad, dude. You're you fucking it. welcome. Oh, you just literally made my night. I can't even tell everyone how happy that just fucking made me. Oh, that's awesome. Nailed it. Bell family. There it is. Boom. Dorothy reclaimed her professional veneer and explained the motel's rates, but the tiny man's perplexed expression indicated that he could not comprehend what she was saying. He then turned to his mate as if expecting her to clarify the situation, but she remained silent. Like any good husband, you turn to your wife. Always. And you look at her and you say, what is this earthling talking about? And then she's like, you don't know anything. Fucking go away. And then you're just stuck again. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how it works? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you guys aren't married. This is the shit that I deal with all the time. I'm like, Nick, what the fuck? And she's like, I don't even care. And then she walks away. (laughs) I don't even know. I, I, I love the fact that Nick always sounds like a valley girl every time you do an impression of her. I, I, she yeah. doesn't really sound like that. At but, all. She, but that's no, but that's just how you know, I ain't care my oh my god, go call Wagman's oh my god. Well actually it's Lumpy part. Space Princess meets a Valley Girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Uh, oh my god, that's the best. Right. Okay. Right. Dorothy then recalled the uncomfortable period of silence which followed, wherein the apparent couple was staring at each other without exchanging a word. Totally Could it be that these indiv- yeah right? Could it be that these individuals were communicating psychically? Was the female explaining to the male how to use Earth money? What tris- what transpired between them remains unknown. Or as Mark pointed out, it could have just been her just staring in like you're a fucking idiot, and him staring back like, yep. "Please help me." And he, she stares back, yeah, exactly. Fuck you. And he's staring <laughs> I don't back. Know, know what I'm doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't care, Mark. I care. I can read her mind. She's saying that right now upstairs. I ain't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Finally, the silence was broken when the man reached into his pocket, retrieving a thick wad of crisp, new, large denominational bills. Yeah. Due to their p- apparent lack of circulation, Dorothy grew concerned that the bills might have been counterfeit, but after a brief informal test, she realized that they were kosher and removed a pair of $20 bills from the stack, returning the remainder. This As dude the man is was, just balling out of control. Balling. Oh, yeah. No, they're straight balling. Like, they're going to make it rain all over fucking Missouri with this shit. Totally. As the man was too small to reach the desk, Dorothy kindly offered to fill the reservation form out for him. When asked for his name, he claimed that it was A. Period Bell. Alexander Graham. Art. Who knows? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. Yeah, Art. It could be Art Bell. There yeah. you go. Rest in peace. But yes. R.I.P. Yeah. When asked, and where are you from? The man's arm suddenly shot skyward and he said, we come from up there. At this point, the woman pushed his arm down with what one must assume was a disapproving look and spoke for the first time, clarifying the matter and claiming that they were, in fact, from Hammond, Indiana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a difference. The, that's the a one in the sky. 
Yeah. yeah. The one in the sky. You know, the <laughs> only city in Indiana, the floating Indiana Hammond. We all know it. The dude That's just so his funny. arms. I just imagine his arms going up. We're from up there. We're from up there. And then she just gives him that slow head turn and puts his arm down. And she's like, Hammond, Indiana. And then there you go. No fucking questions asked after that. But man. Dorothy then handed the man her pen so he could sign the register. He gave it a puzzled glance, then clumsily attempted to relay his signature, giving the desk clerk the distinct impression that this was the first time he had ever used a pen. So I don't know oh, like, like how he was gripping it. I don't know like if it was wedged between his pinky and his like knuckles. I don't know what he was doing, but he was like, fuck. And his wife still is not helping him. <laughs> She's no. just completely not impressed with him at all. Yeah. But this is where she takes over. The small woman inquired as to where they could find food, and Dorothy pointed them toward the motel restaurant. As soon as they were out of sight, she called the bellhop in to store their bags and informed her manager about the peculiar visitors. The manager told the bellhop to scan the parking lot for any vehicle bearing an Indiana license plate, but none were to be found. He then ordered Dorothy to check the alleged address. Not surprisingly, they soon discovered that both the name and the address appeared to be fraudulent. Uh Uh-oh. No Hammond, Indiana? I don't know. No. Couldn't tell you. As strange as it was, Dorothy's initial exchange with these tiny tourists would not be the last, as more members of the motel staff would have interactions with the strange Bell family. The next individual to make contact was the restaurant hostess who led the family to a table. She noticed that even the chins of the adults barely reached the lip of the table. So that's just fucking yeah, that's nuts. That's, that's tiny, tiny. Yeah. So if the, yeah, if the adults like... barely reached the lip of the table and i don't know how they get their arms over to eat then i don't know what the kids are doing or the tinier adults it would be like taking like a three-year-old and sitting him down like in a regular like restaurant table and be like here you go eat like the i mean i'm assuming that like you said their arms are not going to be in proportionate to touch the table their legs clearly are just a dangling away so i mean yeah it just seems super weird like super weird after receiving a menu the father proceeded to read its contents aloud, pausing intermittently to ask the hostess odd questions regarding the origins of vegetables, milk, and other common foods. <laughs> totally common thing. To, you're from Indiana. They've never been to Missouri. Of course, they're going to want to read the entire fucking menu out loud, oh, out loud and ask loud, as yeah. to the origins of vegetables. That's just a common thing. And if you're a courteous host, you accept that. Just imagine well, that well, poor host know. having to... That poor ho- that poor host has to stand there and like answer all these questions like, "Well, vegetables come from Jesus, and he sows them in the fields, <laughs> oh and then he harvests them." Like you're not I'm helping. Just, yeah, I'm just Jesus. saying. Oh if God. I was the hostess, I'd be like, "The rutabagas are from the devil, and uh, the milk is from onions." Uh, are clearly <laughs> part of the satan. Yeah, well, I like onions, but uh, you like yeah, the satan, not when they're sautéed. They, they become sanctified when they're sautéed. If you can, like, if you can cook an onion to a a salty brown, then they become yes. sanctified. Oh, <laughs> Is that how I you mean, save an onion soul? The salty yeah. brown soul of an onion. <laughs> salty brown. Like this has to be the longest order this poor hostess has ever taken. If he's reading everything and then asking what everything is. Yeah, oh, my yeah. eggs, eggs Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> over easy, moons, moons over my hammy. Oh yeah. man, oh, over yeah, hard. Like yeah, there you go. All right, well, 
No, the mother. They left a good tip. The mother then ordered a meal consisting of peas and milk for her and the children. No. And for the man, she also requested peas, a no. small steak, and water. Fuck and if the guys. method and content. Go, what were you saying? <laughs> I said, fuck these guys. <laughs> fuck these guys is right. <laughs> peas and milk. Terrible. Get out yeah, of here. Oh, peas the fuck and out milk. of here. <laughs> yeah, I like peas, but I definitely don't like. I mean, I guess pea, uh, peas and water would work, but man, peas and milk. Oh. Is you real? That's your beef? That it's peas and yeah. milk? Seriously? Yeah, I don't. I don't like milk. Like at all. peas and water is a perfectly. I order that for my children all yeah, geez, the time. I, yeah, you're right. But peas and orange juice. No. Peas and orange juice. That's fine. But peas and milk. No. I draw the line at milk. It's disgusting. All right, and continue. if the method and content of their order weren't already bizarre enough, their technique for consumption would take the cake. When their meals arrived, the family, apparently unaware of the purpose of spoons, each picked up a single pea with a knife and precariously lifted it into their small mouths, whereupon they inhaled the tiny green orbs <laughs> with a pronounced <laughs> sucking sound as etiquette fucking insists oh, of course God, you eat a like, single pea I mean, on the edge of a knife i'm i'm just impressed that they were able to get the pea on the knife and they all managed to do it yeah, yeah maybe they're super that. dexterous like you're yeah. also as we pointed out earlier they're reaching above the table so they're reaching up over the table rolling a pea gently onto the edge of a knife bringing it to their mouth that's tilting at an <laughs> angle upward and go <laughs> like fava oh, beans God. This is I like mean, the longest. Yeah. This is like the longest meal ever. Like Jesus Christ, it must take them like three hours to eat. Oh my God! Well, the waitress is a fucking nightmare. Also noted that the father was apparently unable or perhaps unwilling to ingest even the smallest piece of steak through his slit-like mouth. While it may have been a mere biological stumbling block, it's not difficult to assume that any advanced species might have long given up the consumption of other at least quasi-sentient life forms. That's just my so speculation. Maybe they don't have vegan? any beef with the... Maybe they are, maybe they're not. I'm not saying all intelligent life <clears throat> is vegan by any means, because I like to think I'm... I, I mean, I'm okay in the bright level, but I love my fucking meat, so I don't yeah, think it's a prerequisite. Um, but I'm just trying to figure, like, why this guy... Well, first off, why'd you order him a fucking steak if he didn't want it, and why he's just having such a tough time with it? Maybe it's just hard to chew... Maybe they got like little rubber teeth. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe they noticed a couple people around them were having it, and they're like, "Well, we got to. We should get it Blend too." In. Yeah. You're you're right. You're right. That's a, that's a thought. It didn't even occur to me. Without exchanging a word, the family all abruptly ceased eating at exactly the same time. The father withdrew a twenty dollar bill and handed it to the waitress. When she returned with the change, the group had vanished. But they were far from gone. And let's just trip on the fact that even though most of them only ate peas and milk, just to get a steak and everything else steak, that's under yeah. 20 bucks. Uh, right. Wow. Yeah, really. Right. Fuck. Old timey. The bellhop who initially stowed their luggage and searched vainly for their car spied the Bell family approaching from the restaurant, retrieved their baggage, and led them toward the elevator. When the elevator doors opened, the group recoiled in shock and confusion. 
Oh God, the deadly elevator. What, what is and this? Fucking jump. Yeah. 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 The bellhop assured the foursome that the elevator posed no danger and they reluctantly <laughs> boarded the primitive contraption. Oh man. The weirdness would not end there. It's kind of like watching a kid like try to go on like an escalator and they just don't know what the fuck to do. You know, like just let me hang on to you. No, they just every every kid. Yeah, I even recall feeling this way when I was young. You try to overwork an escalator. Like, yeah, exactly. as an adult, you realize the escalator does the work. Relax. <laughs> you just step yeah, just on. Stand there. You adjust yeah. to the pressure because there's a little shift yeah. in pressure, and you coast yeah. it out. We all know that because we're grownups. But the first time you step on one, you think you really got to work with this thing, or these metal teeth are going to devour you. And kids <laughs> overwork the escalator so hard, like, <laughs> and then it becomes a shit show. They get caught that weird like split stance, and you're like, "No, what are you doing? No, Jesus no. Christ, you're embarrassing me!" <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking stop! Uh, yeah, I don't even know. On, a foot on two different things, and then their little tiny legs go further and further apart. You're like, "No, yeah. you're gonna get split in half." No, that I'm is uncomfortable. I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty steep, though. I will. I mean, I can understand. Yeah. I don't remember though the first time I saw an escalator. I have no idea. No, I can remember because I I remember my dad being definitely disappointed with me when I'm like, I don't know how to do it. He's just like, you asshole, you're 15. I'm like, yeah, like everything in the world, he was disappointed with me. Exactly. (laughs) You know what? Rightfully, goddamn, so it made me who I am today. Thank you, Dad. Robert, continue. Fair enough. Jesus. Once. So sorry, dude. (laughs) Once they arrived at their room, the bellhop opened the door, ushered them in, and then turned on the lights. Suddenly, the man emitted a high-pitched scream and began shouting for them to turn them off because the light would damage the children's eyes. Okay, so I don't want to laugh because it sounds terrible, but just like bright light. Right, yeah, I was gonna say they're Mogwai, part Mogwai. They're Mogwais, yeah. Well, totally. who isn't? Yeah, totally. I mean, at heart, we all are. I think we're all creatures of the dark, but yeah. So apparently, that shit was a no go. Already on high alert due to his manager's concern over these guests, the now terrified bellhop fled without securing the usual tip for services rendered, though it seems unlikely they would have offered one considering their limited knowledge of earthbound etiquette. Of course, that's my opinion. Maybe they would have given him a fine gratuity. There's just no way to know. Right. This this guy's got like a stack of 20s and shit. He's just fucking handing them out willy-nilly and getting steaks he can't eat. You never know. It might have been a decent like a $60 tip or something. It could have handed him half the wad Same. if he had yeah, just been exactly. a little more courageous and not turned down the fuck sucking light like a decent yeah. bellhop. Yeah, blinding, blinding the children. Jesus. At this point, the manager, the desk clerk, the bellhop, and the restaurant staff had all confided their observations to one another, and each vowed to vigilantly keep their eyes peeled for the departure of the little family the following morning. Those who had yet to see them were no doubt hoping to catch a glimpse. The others were curious about their mode of transport. Despite the fact that the front door was watched all night and every other door of the establishment was locked and would trigger a security alarm if breached, these presumably extraterrestrial tourists, we can go in a lot of directions with that, were never seen again. The alarms were checked and nothing was amiss but there remained no sign of the Bell family or any of their belongings. So that's the end of the account. Okay. Odd and weird. It's not the end. It's not the end of what happens next, but that's the end of the actual Bell family. There's a little tiny bit of an addendum involving Miss Dorothy Simpson. 
It so happened that Dorothy, the front desk clerk who first encountered the Bell family, was not only intrigued by the subject of visitors from other worlds, but also happened to be member of the local UFO study group of Greater St. Louis. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Knowing that as a witness, she could not objectively investigate these incidents, Dorothy sagely passed the information on to ufologist John E. Schroeder. Schroeder managed to interview all five of the motel employees not long after the incident in question and found that all of those who had encountered the tiny people seemed to be sincerely bewildered by the events. He also found that the witnesses' descriptions of the Bell family were unerringly consistent, save for the fact that their pale complexions were alternately described as ranging from pearl to pale pink to light gray, but that I think you could account for different lighting, maybe different lighting in the restaurant as opposed to the lobby, as opposed to the blinding, searing light of their room that needed to be turned yeah, off. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So that to me is, is a minute difference, but it's 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 cool that Schroeder noted that because you know he's being thorough. Schroeder would eventually publish this account in his report, The Strangers Among Us, that was published in the UFO Enigma number no. 7 of June 1987, so a little bit after the fact. The report was also mentioned by the phenomenal, I fucking love his work, Jerome Clark in his book, Extraordinary Encounters, an Encyclopedia of Extraterrestrials and Otherworldly Beings, published in 2000. As far as we know, no one else has ever had an encounter uh with these individuals or anyone quite like them and thus officially ends the saga of the bell family nice all right some weird little uh possibly extraterrestrial uh visitors just for some reason dressing all nice fucking stacks of cash and they just show up in a hotel like what's up we're here to hang out a little bit va- a little vacation maybe Christmas vacation. Let's take it from all sorts of perspectives. I mean, they look creepily similar. Like, but then again, sometimes married couples look alike. It's weird, but we've all seen people that are like, "Yeah, you just kind of married your brother." It's a little odd. Your smiles look exactly alike. Your faces look exactly (laughs) alike. You're the fucking Osmonds, except you don't have any genetic connection. So good on that part. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But unerringly alike, and then having kids that are unerringly alike. Sure. Um, it's, 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 it's a little odd, but but I do think it's presumptuous to jump to extraterrestrial. No indication okay. of a UFO. I, I don't know if there was any flap at the time, but nothing that seemed to be in conjunction with the accounts I found with this. Maybe we're talking about fairy folk. I mean, tiny elven-like beings. I mean... Oh, the, you're going right into the fae, huh? I, I'm just saying, let's not, right. let's not jump extraterrestrial. Ju- All right, well... <laughs> They clearly I mean, did not does, seem to know human habits. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. It's, it does. I mean, it's not like it doesn't fit. It fits. Grays. It does. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's no reason, to, ju- there's no reason to, to jump, I guess, to it. But it does. But they're And they're also super tiny, though. Yeah, but tiny can be indicative of all sorts of things. I mean, things right. everywhere. There's plenty of indigenous shit to Earth that's tiny. I mean, that's not. It that doesn't, doesn't really necessarily mean. make you extraterrestrial. If, well, no, okay, if well, you told me the slit mouth, the the slanted eyes, the um, the slit like nostrils, the the wide head with the tapering chin, you say that resembles Grays. I'm like, yeah, I got your back. You're right. Right. That shit is well, extraterrestrial esque, apparently. But I mean, but size alone, I don't think so. Well, let's say that to speak terrestrially. What if we are <laughs> just dealing with a family of 
uh, like what do they call like primordial dwarfs, right? Like the, Wang Wang, the great martial yeah. arts uh, star it, it, of the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I forget the the exact term, so please ex- excuse that. Um, no, I think it is that. Dealing... I think it is primordial dwarfism. Primordial I, I don't know dwarf, if there's yeah. a more politically correct way of saying it, but I think that's the con- the condition. Right. So maybe it's just a family that happens to be dealing with this, you know, this genetic condition, which I mean, if I guess it would make I don't know how that genetically would break down. But maybe it's, you know, a husband and wife and and, and two kids or maybe it's a husband and wife and a fucking other married couple. Who knows? So that's I mean, that is a possibility because that does exist in our world. So there's always. Yeah, I, I just can't believe you're being logical. Well, this is really yeah, fucked up. This is really fucked up. Do you have COVID, up. dude? Do you have something to tell us? So Are you dying? I, I've okay. So, Chris, what time did I drop you off? Oh, I don't know. This afternoon, four. I'm at least seven beers in, so this okay. is where I start getting smart. So watch out. But when oh, I hit beer number eight, shit. that's it, when the shit it, it goes dumb. back. <laughs> it goes portals. Back. It's all portals. <laughs> the veil. <laughs> the veil is lifted. It's one umbrella. It's one umbrella <laughs> full of people with genetic disorders. Oh no! Oh no! So, but we do know that you know that does exist on Earth. So that is a possibility. And I mean, at the time, admittedly this happened, thin though. Like I, like it, it, I, yes. like I say, what I know, what I don't know about primordial dwarfism would fill fucking Encyclopedia Britannica. All well, the yeah, we're, none of us are experts on that, but no. But, I but do you know also got to consider having, having read the the biography of Wang Wang. Or at least the search for it. Um, he was born to a family uh, and, and, and had siblings all of normal height. So right, I don't right. Know that if, is like, true too. Right. Primordial dwarves have children. They would be. I mean, I, there is a. All right. So basically, all we're saying is, even little people can have full sized children. You know, I mean, that's something that can happen. Um, yes. So, so, but yes. All right. Just entertaining that. But I think their identicalness and the esoteric. Uh, shape and structure of their face i mean right. the lack of a bridge of the nose the tiny tiny yeah, it that's wasn't what like I mean. a mouth that was small in proportion it was just tiny right, a slit yeah um yeah. to me that and, implies non-human to a degree or at least different different human i guess for lack right. of a better term and, and and just more to the to the point speaking of uh, of the time and, and what these individuals could be i don't know if people when they saw these individuals, if they even had any context for what they may have had as far as this, if, if they were suffering from some form well, of dwarfism, St. Louis, they, they might not have any context for it at all. I mean, and I'm not St. Louis anywhere, I'm, anywhere in America, 1970, yeah, at the time, probably yeah. not a lot of experience with this yeah. outside so of shitty carnivals the, or whatever. Yeah. There's the, the, there's the possibility. It's not the fun one. It's kind of a bummer. I hope these people, if this did happen, that I hope everyone's okay and healthy. And, well, here's, and the other, good. here's the other thing before you get too, you know, um, <laughs> concerned about their welfare. Um, primordial dwarfism, again, does not preclude you knowing how to use a fork, understanding what money is, yeah. claiming you're okay. from outer space until your wife basically is like <laughs> Hammond, Indiana. <laughs> You dumb son of a bitch! Why did right. I marry you? And talking into I a crazy Glorg, but no, I had yeah. to marry you. No, fucking yeah. Glorg, right. man. Glorg had money. Yeah. He, oh, he made yep. good. Yeah, yeah. But no. Right, so fan- let's go fantastical. So yes, Thank the other you. aspects of this does not at all sound really that human whatsoever. Whether it's the facial features, um, obviously height. We just discussed that. 
Um, but the height is kind of staggeringly tiny. Like, yeah, if, like if, 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 if you're talking about a desk, like just coming up to the desk or sitting at a fucking table at a restaurant and your head's barely above the table. Look, we said, how the fuck do you even eat? You I don't gotta even stand know. On the, like my daughter still has to stand on the goddamn seat sometimes to eat because she's so fucking tiny. Yeah, right. So, I, you know, you know and, and I, you're I all dressed in little tiny suits. Like A brief fuck? time in my youth um, being a night clerk at the local Super 8. And the hotel desks are usually just a little higher. It's a built-in desk usually. How this place was laid out in St. Louis back then, I have no idea. But it's standard operating is they don't make you lean over to like um you know office desk size it's higher up so it's easier for the guest who's coming in to set down their luggage and just put their arms up and y- yeah right fill out right the form. so i can see it being a little higher than your standard shit but still their heads barely grazing it and like you say their chins barely um going above a table they're still pretty fucking tiny um yeah and so again, you know, but but I'm more intrigued with, like, all right, say, let's just go with the extraterrestrial. If they're extraterrestrials, what is their motivation for integrating into society, or even if they're fairy folk or whatever they may be? But if they're not human and they don't really have a very thorough grasp of our culture or customs, I mean, they. It, it, let's be honest. If the two men's suits were identical and the two women's dresses were identical, that smacks of it's it's the Trekkie geek in me. That smacks of. Uh, some sort of tech automating identical suits instantly so you can blend with local populace and and, and not a super duper in, intense knowledge of, you know, looking a little different or whatever, like you just slap on a wig. It's, it seems like, all right, to get to the point, it seems like you have to have a very good reason for wanting to even try to integrate briefly. And right. if, if you had a UFO that broke down, say, for example, and you needed to go to town to get like some copper wiring or who the fuck knows what. And so you're like, we got to stay. We got to blend. We got to do our damnedest, even though we don't know anything about this primitive culture. And we, they've got hair and they wear dead animals on their bodies and they hair. color clothes and plant shit that they weave together. And we got to pretend to eat their fucking food. And we just got to do this shit so we can get our stuff. Then I still don't understand why they would go to a fucking random motel check in make it a point to make a show of eating that seems more like a public display than an actual uh venture to get nourishment go to hotel room worry about the fucking lights and then just not be there and they didn't drive there so they had to walk there or appear there because apparently they just appeared whistling sigh as as, yeah, they, as they described it. in a whistle yeah no there, there yeah there has to be a reason the they were there i mean if you're why would you do that otherwise there has to be but then again exactly. like, why, why go to the fucking why go to that place why go to the fucking place to eat like yes why why would you pick that well, place is there a diner look could you've gone somewhere else like are just, they anthropologists? Are, are they right? Are they I, like what the, why white people? You know, going in, in the in, in the same decade, the seventies, say you know, going deep into the Amazonia or, or in Papua New Guinea or any place where, um, you know, Stone Age era uh, tribes, you know, who had not had contact with the modern world were existing, and you are desperate to like get a learned look. But even that doesn't seem like. I mean, yes, they're asking about the origins of vegetables. But but so maybe it is maybe it is sort of an academic expedition or like we're going to we're going to go to Midwest America or now I'm assuming it's time travel. I don't think it's that at all necessarily. We're here and now. Let's just see how this shit works. 
Let's talk about everything. The, the reading of the menu, honestly, is the only thing that strikes me as somebody that's either chronically inexperienced, which is probably the case, or someone that's deeply curious to learn. Right. But they know the language, but they can read. But they can read. The guy was, yeah, he was he was reciting the menu. Which is a little, aloud. like, clearly you can read English, maybe more, yeah. but there's no, you can't tell that from the story. If, but what? If they, if they were trying to blend in, um, I mean, they're basically these four little tiny, you know, weird faced individuals in the land of fucking giants, basically. I mean, I, have you ever been around someone that's like almost seven foot tall? I've, yeah, yeah like, but, but why go six, there? Seven, there doesn't seem six, a reason eight, to so go yeah. in there. Like, right. why go into this place? What? Like, no, I don't. I'm with Chris, I can't. I, and 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 I'm and I'm 100 with you, Chris, because I'm like I can't understand the motivation. If it's if it's educational, if if these are intergalactic or interdimensional anthropologists, then go to the fucking Smithsonian or go to places. I mean, I guess part of it is you want to find the most primitive tribes in the most rural areas. Now, I'm not suggesting, I'm not saying anything about St. Louis when I say that. I just mean you want to go to normal places where people do things. But right. if you say mm-hmm. are an extraterrestrial, like I posited earlier, that's uh, that had an accident or something and you need time to do shit, well, either you would stay hidden or you would try to figure something. There, why are you going to a motel? Why are you going to take a point to eat in the restaurant? Why would you just? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, and if you don't understand right. how it works and, you know, the lights are bright, I, I, I just I'm with Chris. Well, I can't wrap my head around why they are doing this. But why are you blending in so badly? Like you're not blending in at all. If anything, you're drawing attention to yourself. Like that's why I'm saying like they literally if they, they are this size, they are in a land of fucking giants like if they are on some expedition, interdimensionally, anthropologist, whatever, if they're fucking there doing the jam, they're just going to show up and be like, oh, here we are. And then, oh, well, they obviously, these are the people that we're going to be studying. And holy shit, we're fucking three foot one. And the shortest right. one of them is five foot two. Well, they, you like, would think they would like avatar themselves in or something. Like, it's here's what I'm saying. Is, right. If they're trying to hide, they're doing a shit version of it. Yeah. You would think either, either they knew that they should have known this coming in. Or maybe they didn't, right. and they had to improvise when they got there. But you, you would think <laughs> they just got caught like in, in, in like a the worst oh shit moment ever. Like oh shit, we're I mean, that could be way off. Just can. fucking blended. I mean, we we think we know what dinosaurs are or look like or Egyptians or whatever. Right. But if we were able to go back, we could. There's a possibility we could be so far fucking off that when we showed uh, up. It was nothing like you thought, and you just you just have to deal with what you, you stick got. Out like a sore thumb. Yeah, 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 totally. So yeah, or maybe conversely, they just got caught. Though I find that fascinating, the idea that you know you you have these preconceived notions. Like I think probably all dinosaurs were iridescent and covered with fucking feathers, and like every Jurassic Park Ray Harryhausen idea we have is fucking wrong. But like I say, or conversely, right. these these creatures are so not shallow, so not preoccupied with appearances that the fact that they took the time to have bilateral symmetry, two arms, two legs, two eyes, a chin. Look, we threw on hair. Look, we're wearing clothes. They think that they are the spitting image of everyone around them, not realizing that human beings are nuanced to 
not only be super judgmental about appearances, but to really be able to pick out minute details in people's faces and clothing and the types of shoes, if you're that kind of person or whatever. Like we are super geared to be visually perception, uh, perceptually oriented and also to be super judgy dicks. And maybe for their culture, that's so far removed that they think that they're like blending in like fucking stink right. on shit. They're like flies on feces. They're just walking around going, hey, we're here. We look fucking awesome, just like you guys, right? I'm going to need to pee off my knife now. I'm awesome. But we're thinking, the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? I mean, that could be, but I, yeah, I would still think that be. would be knowledge you would know ahead of time. And I only base this because being a Trek nerd, I would assume that people, before you go in a situation like that, you get every possible bit of information that you can. And it would seem like if you're studying Earth, especially at a certain Unless, of time, course, that you're going to know. As you said earlier, it was an emergency landing or, or, or an accidental portal shift. I mean, if it is, say, not that, you know, call it fake, call it what you will. If, the, if this is entities from a parallel Earth or something, and they were powered the duct through somehow... Where they're like, fuck, I don't know how oh, we're here, we? but we're here and now we got to make the best of this. And, right. and maybe it was their clothes. Maybe they have similar clothes. Maybe <clears throat> mothers and daughters and fathers and sons match. Who the hell knows? And they're like, all right, listen, we need to eat and we need to we need to find a place to rest and we need a place to hole up where we can like put our minds together and figure out how the fuck we're going to get out of this situation. So they have a vague idea of what a, a you know an inn is and they they eat the closest food that they can recognize to what would be nourishment for them in their world. And they are just doing their best to blend in, get some chow and hide out until they figure it out. And then evidently fucking did figure it out because they were gone by no um, visible means before the next morning. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it was a pure desperation thing. They're like, shit. So you know what I think it is actually, I, I think, huh. It's it's like a layover. Like they're on their way. Oh, I dig that. They're on the, they're oh, on their way yeah, somewhere, totally. but they're like, you gotta yeah. stop at Earth for like this amount of time, and so they yeah. just got ready if, and they dealt with it until it was their time to portal the fuck out. What what if interdimensional <laughs> travel is and something was like it. going into the into the depths of the ocean and Earth is a, like just this backwater way station where you have to decompress for a while like you'll get the interdimensional equivalent of the bends and you will fucking die if you go from like dimension x to dimension z too fast so you got to stop over in good old dimension y which has shitbag earth in it and you just got to fucking come here listen drink the milk eat the peas your system will calm down then you can continue your journey to the fucking place you want to go I mean, how are you guys talking about interdimensional portals and shit before I am? Like, what is going on? Is this what quarantine did to us? Really? Everything's changed. Yeah. It's a new world. Uh, Everything's nothing. Yeah, Yeah, you're talking about things that actually exist. As Chris said today. (laughs) I'm talking about things that I'm talking about shit you should be talking talking about. about Interdimensional layovers. (laughs) Yeah. Chris and I were Chris and I were Chris and I were pandemic shopping today, and at one point we, we both have like our our like our, our fucking bandit hoodies, on, like and- we're in coat, <laughs> our bandit hoodies, and he <laughs> looks at me and he's like, he's like, I don't know, man, what if this is the new normal? <laughs> so maybe this is the new normal. He's walking around with sweet bandit fucking things on. Yeah, looking like a bunch of fucking yeah, you know, like, like we kind of look like Cobra troopers, like vipers, which I thought was kind of nice. dope. 
Um, so the other interesting thing with the story here, though, is that Dorothy is a part of a, U- of, a of a local UFO. Yeah. So that is kind of interesting. So either one of two ways that we can look at this: either she's seeing things and reading into them as much as she can because she is a super UFO nerd, like we all are, which is fine. Um, you know, or quite possibly, and this is kind of, I guess, hit or miss. That if she was into this, that maybe. There are people who research UFOs that do get weird visitations, not necessarily from just men in black, but from maybe other extraterrestrials that just kind of pop in to be like, oh, you know, what is this person? So you're saying that maybe her interest in this phenomenon maybe drew them in. Yeah. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that one. It's a long shot. It's a long shot. I mean, Mark is not wrong in that there is a plethora of cases wherein people that were uh more than a little intrigued by the subject tend to be um no that is experiencers yes, that is 100 yeah. percent true but I, I i liken that to religious experiences with religious people i agree i know i think i know where you're you going are, in no, that you're you're if right, you want you to experience right. something like this you are you're more going, you'll find a way to misinterpret something yeah but right. the, but the reason I don't think this is the case, nor do I think it's what Mark's saying either. But the reason I don't think it's it's just somebody having a big bout of wishful thinking, running into a family of little people and blowing it all out of proportion, is that there were all these other people that got involved. Now maybe maybe Dorothy hyped them up, <laughs> like dude, they're not people. <laughs> Fuck, and then they're all like, oh man, you're maybe right, they're not, they're not people. people. <laughs> so maybe that's that. Um, but 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 I, I do think the fact that she took the time to involve another researcher and that there were other witnesses there, like it might have been just a sort of mini hysteria instead of a mass hysteria where everyone just got caught up and they're just not used to different looking people. But I also don't necessarily think it's what Mark's saying where they were coming to visit her or she was the, you know, the 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 true North that the compass pointed to, because she really has so little to do with the story. Right. I mean, she was there initially, but right. honestly, the, 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 the waitress's experience, the hostess experience in the, in the restaurant, it's a lot more in depth and the bellhops experience is a lot more traumatizing. So right. in some ways they actually had more going on than, than Dorothy did. Although we have yeah. to credit yeah. her that she made sure that there was some research done into this. Right. It's just kind of convenient, though, that it happens to someone that just so happens to be into the local UFO group. Like, just, you know, just putting it out there. Not no, trying to it. discredit anybody. Just, you know, I'm just trying to cover all the, just just the facts, Rob. It does put the up facts. the 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 skeptic, uh, you know, the radar starts beeping a little bit. And you're like, well, yeah, I got my I got my Michael bitch. Shermer jacket on right now. So uh, watch out. Well, well, is it, is it, it is designer? Does it have a logo? <laughs> yeah, it does. Come on yeah, now. It does. Come on now. Obviously, I've got my Shermer blazer and it's excellent. Oh well, yeah, we we all should have a Shermer blazer of some sort. Come on, we should. Yeah, come on. To some, to some I'll design the logo. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So, so there is there is that possibility. So we're talking interdimensional. We're talking extraterrestrial. Let's get to our favorite little tiny people, the fairies. I don't again fairy science. We're not really sure how this shit works. Um, you know, I'm not for sure. For some science. reason. I mean, it's well, just, yeah. it is. It just, it, it is what it is. It is, but maybe it is they, either, what, what, did we, what did we say before, like uh, supraterrestrial in the sense that these are intelligent entities that have existed on the earth for as long, if not longer than modern humans, likely right. uh, worked with 
anything from Australopithecus to Neanderthal, or at least tormented them, or helped them, or who knows what. And that eventually either figured out a way to remain hidden because we are a truly destructive species and it pays not to be uh, on our radar. Especially, I mean, back when we were like wielding swords and had catapults, but I can't even imagine what they would think about it now. Or, or maybe found a way, as often as the case, where um, you know the, the the veil thins or whatever, and and you can slip into a, a underground or perhaps alternate dimension fairy world. If that exists, and if the history of our world really is that of multiple intelligent species, including fucking well hung Icelandic elves and fucking goblins and ogres and fuck all. Um, well, that's fascinating and terrifying. It would certainly bear out a lot of the legends of ancient worlds. But if that's true, why would they come and why would they want to stay in a motel? Yeah, that's kind of the question. I mean, maybe they're just, you know, popping on and doing the scene, kind of like Bill Murray in Zombieland, where he's like, you know, I'm here, I'm just going to do it. I mean, yeah. The old, the fucking, the fucking Bill Murray theory. I like, mean, it's the 70s. Fucking, why not? The you know? swinging 70s. Hey, there could be like, like little fucking, you know. Car really keys little in the swingers? fucking fishbowl park. <laughs> oh, man. Interdimensional fairy <laughs> swingers. Why not? Sometimes, right. I mean, sometimes I you got to get your troll on, but it's not cool if you're a fucking gnome. You're considered a weirdo. But if you meet in St. Louis, no one knows what's going on at the little hotel there. You just all show up. You all fucking pay your dues. Some look weirder than others. Some have better camouflage. All you right. fucking get it out of your system. So, you go home. No one knows your sweaty little secrets. Okay, so is I don't that feel like, like this the, is uh, what that is. We have a, no, 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 no. I probably not. Um, we're we're going to call that. We we have a local motor lodge here in town, which apparently oh, hosts boy. a lot of swinger parties. What? So I've call heard. that the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll call that the, the motor lodge swinger party with fairy. Oh, fucking, all right. <laughs> fucking fairy. Yeah, you know what? We're so. going to need a catchier name, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to put the the fucking. No, I place understand. On, you're not going to put it on. But. Shout out, yeah. All right. Yeah, because I, I, just, I, yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, you're right, Rob. Interdimensional swinging fairies just here trying to fucking get wet and stay safe. <laughs> you sound fucking so stay, defeated. Stay dope. You're just like, yeah, you're right, Rob. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Fine. Got interdimensional fairies. Yeah, fucking their way no, through trying to get their little dinks wet it, there you it would go. make sense yeah, though because you, you know earth is probably like the vagus for these fuckers just this place where you just go and you cut loose and it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, but there's no no shame follows you home from earth because the stains earth, stay in earth there's, there's no evidence yes, for that in this vague, story Rob. though <laughs> no yeah, but they there's no evidence show up they, they not for that that Oh, that is not no. a, an is argument <laughs> that is a non-argument <laughs> is this what it is this what it's like talking to me every week, Chris? Really? <laughs> is this really what it's like? It's I'm that sorry. Times you ten. Deserve, you deserve a better. <laughs> you deserve a better friend, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> I failed. Oh, you're you not apologizing to me, who also endures it every week. You son of a bitch, Mark Storrs. You dude, you fucking feed the fire, and you're like, yeah, no, Mark, it's all reptiles. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, I right, never it's all have. Reptiles. I have it's never all. It's all reptiles. It's all hundred percent reptiles, right, Mark? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, after the podcast, I call him up when he's alone. I'm like, you were always right, Mark. It was yeah, always Mark, the reptiles. I was thinking the same yeah. thing, but I didn't have the courage to say it in front of Chris. Maybe next week I will. <laughs> next week I'll get your back and say it, but then I never do the next week. That's true. I believe no, it. He doesn't even call me Mark. He just call, he, he just called he, he just calls me up and he's like, hey, is the truth there? And oh, no. Oh, no. no. The truth. Hey, yeah, can I talk to I'm the truth? For the, the scaly truth. truth. Is he there? Yeah, oh, the scaly. When I talk hey to guys. Nick, I'm like, hey, can I, can you I know talk to your husband? You know the what's funny truth? is that there's there's a whole generation of people that never have to call a number and ask for the person because the number they call is always oh, yeah. going to be the person. Yeah, no, never. I never. They don't have to call and be like, that. "That's yeah, fucked up." No, can yeah. I like, talk to Sally? You don't even have to learn how to talk to parents. Yeah. How weird is it yeah. that we all had to learn to talk to someone's dad if we wanted to talk to the girl that we wanted to be inside of, or just I be remember, friends? Boy. I, I re- <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks oh, for throwing in that caveat. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, there you go. Well, that was the truth. No, that's I, what made it so much weirder to talk to fucking Bob. Hey, hey yeah, Mr. Kellerman. Yeah. I remember talking, you know, I remember talking to <laughs> girls' dates being like, hey, it's me, oh, Mark, a.k.a. the Truth Box of Reptiles. Yeah. Can I please speak to Angela? All right, cool, <laughs> thanks. No, I'm a unit. Yeah, I got my own place on the dumpster on the corner of fucking... I got my own place. I'm responsible, got my own dumpster. Listen, you you know what? This you know this is a fucked up thing. Okay, you run away from your house once and live in a dumpster for four hours, and everyone thinks you're an asshole. You yeah, know you, what? You, you never was, live that. It down. was freedom. All right, it was freedom, Chris. I'm, I'm not saying you're an asshole. When I picture it in my mind, I, I just did. picture you <laughs> with your back against the dumpster, just stewing, being like, "Fuck those guys, fuck them." <laughs> then two hours go by, and you're like, no, "I was li- ah." I don't know, man. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was literally, I was literally in the dumpster because there was nothing in the. Oh, I just, I just pictured, I never imagined you actually you, in. You no, know, why would you actually there. go in the dumpster? There's, there's, there's nothing in it. Why did you go it in had, the dumpster? Because it had like a roof on it. You could like my well, Was it raining out? Was it a blizzard? A blizzard? No. I was just being broody. Was it a nice like summer Marilyn day? Manson. Was it a you nice just, summer day? I just assumed you went look around the back and uh, hung yeah, out. I think so. Why did you fucking go in? You lean yeah. against the dumpster and say, I'm going to live in the dumpster. You don't climb on the-, the side of the dumpster. That's the deal. <laughs> Listen, Ugh. I ran away from home once for four hours, hung out in a dumpster, and my Got you girl that I hung out at the time brought me cookies. I, 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 I ate them all, you. and then I went back home defeated. Let this and be a lesson <laughs> to all our, all our young <laughs> listeners out there. No one can see you brood in yeah, a dumpster. Yeah, you have to brood outside of the dumpster. They were supposed to. You brood outside no. the fucking People dumpster. come by and see you brood. You have there, to look was... dope while you're brooding. They, it's, it's the only way you look cool yeah, in no. brooding. No, no one yeah. sees you Thankfully, inside. Garbage gets dumped on you inside of a dumpster. You brood outside yeah, you get the raccoons. Thankfully... <laughs> thankfully the dumpster the of that i was currently i resided in for four hours it was it it was for a factory where it was mostly like plastic parts so there was no trash in the dumpster it was just a big you got a girl to bring you hostess snack cakes and lift up a dumpster (laughs) lid and say here did she knock on the dumpster you in there yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's my house thank you listen listen you keep calling me Mark. You know goddamn well my name is the truth. 
AKA Box of Reptiles. Uh, so please, a little bit respect. B O R. Box of Reptiles. B O R. Jesus. B O R. So uh, back to the, the, the Bell family here. Uh, and enough of my little fucking trying to move out of my house when I was fucking 13. Failing miserably at it, but eating all the ho hos. Um, so, what do we think that we're dealing with? Extraterrestrial, fey, interdimensional. What is ever? Where is everyone uh, at with this right now? It's easy going to say extraterrestrial. They they have some of the earmarks, a lot of the earmarks, especially from the eyes down, especially of uh, prototypical grays. The lack right. of any UFO flap, at least that I'm aware of, though maybe there was. Uh, or if, if one person just saw a light go down in the woods behind the motel, boom, that's that. But but to me, it becomes harder. Now, this is where I would say uh, Dorothy and her, I won't say acolytes, but her, her buddies in this uh, UFO organization and Schroeder, who came out to investigate, this is where they might taint it a little and, and or at least tinge it. Taint might be a little too harsh. And that is their interest is in extraterrestrial life forms and the vehicles they, they ride in. <laughs> so they are going to paint it as an extraterrestrial encounter when there doesn't seem to be any truly compelling evidence for that being the case. What is intriguing is their... Uh, besides their bizarre appearance, which obviously is is noteworthy and is key, is their lack of knowledge of of typical, not just American or Midwest American, but human customs. Like they can read, they apparently have a grasp of the language, but what they don't know is, um, you know, where they're from, or they do know where they're from. I, well, I, yeah, that's the one thing. So I'm ignoring that. He does point to the fucking sky. Yeah, yeah 100%. So let me read And then the wife all gets all pissed. Because I yeah, forget totally. he points to yeah. the fucking sky, and it's Hammond, Indiana in the sky. So yeah, I guess it's fucking aliens. I, I, I take it all back. They're clearly, or they're flying fairies. I don't know. From so the sky also. Are we just going to settle on aliens? Is that what we're going to do? It's hard. I mean, the guy did say where he was from. I mean, he where they get the bills from, there. unless they had a UFO that can, like, again, like, replicate her. Dude, I know we're going I'm back to you, again, it's, but it's, make, right. make the matching suits, make the matching dresses, make a bunch of 20s, because for you, it's just some shitty paper. You're, you're, whatever, you know, we always assume it's, again, like, super trekky technology where you can break down a whole civilization, look at all their communication, know everything about them, and then go in. But maybe that's not how their tech works. Maybe their tech is a lot more organic and and weird and it's based on love and hugs and pine needles and i don't fucking know what so they're doing the best they can it's like oh this paper means something this is the shit they put on their bodies not to be naked um if you're bald it's weird because it's 1970 and kojak is not barely on the air yet so you just do the fundamental shit you have to do and you have a pile of cash which can get you in anywhere and you just have to find a way to hide in a dark room because the sun will kill you because if bright lights are fucking terrifying who knows what the sun could do and maybe that's their key just to get out of the the, you know the harsh brightness of earth and then by the time dawn comes by again they're out they figured out their shit and they're gone so aliens (laughs) all right there you go i'm still going with the with the fucking layover protocol Okay, but no, layover, it doesn't have to be. Layover, they still could be aliens. Her. It doesn't. The thing is, is she claims they just appeared, so that doesn't that that doesn't mean That's there true. has to be a UFO sighting right. at all. Um, lay, the layover okay. protocol makes sense to me. They're like you just you got to fucking just you got a couple hours you got to fucking kill, and here you are. 
Yep. Yep. We call that the old Pittsburgh protocol because for some reason, every time I fly, I get stuck having yeah, a little Chicago, in usually way, for me. Pittsburgh's a great fucking go. city. What's that? I love Pittsburgh. I go there intentionally as often as I can. Granted, I'm a Packers fan, I'll admit, but uh, also I'll a George A. Romero yeah. fan. May he rest in peace. Looking at my piece of Monroeville Mall yeah. right now. But nice. There's a lot to be said for Pittsburgh. It's uh, a I, great town. A I've great never been to Chicago. There's places I've had layovers. I will not call you out right now that are shit shows. Pittsburgh right. is not one of them. New Jersey. Sorry. Well, see, that, Jersey, you had, you yeah, had to go name and names, didn't you? Had to go yeah, name Newark, and names. Newark is a fucking nightmare. It is a nightmare wrapped in a fucking sandwich. It okay, that sucks. was the one I wasn't going <laughs> to yeah, mention. No, yeah, Mark is right, right. Well, yeah, no one's excited about Newark at all. The fucking airport blows. Right it's airport, fucking terrible. But... It sucks. No, it's terrible. Every uh, Pittsburgh and Newark are the, are the ones I always get stuck with. Not, never Chicago or anything cool. So, well, you're right, not so going to the goddamn all... east or west coast. You don't get stuck in yeah, Chicago no. when you're just going south. It's true. It is true. But when you go to uh, Vegas, you do get stuck in Pittsburgh. When you were heading um, to Mexico to study the pyramids and the aliens, aka your honeymoon, where'd you lay over there? Right. Oh, New, uh, New Jersey. Both, both really back. That was the layover? Yeah. So, wow. I yeah, would expect yeah, it somewhere in the Southwest. Was, which is fucking bizarre because we flew out of Rochester. Oh, that's so we weird. So like for like an like like an hour to Jersey. Like that was well, it. Like it was, yeah. And I remember that specifically because I had to sneak. I was, I was a smoker at the time. I had to sneak out all the way past security to the front of fucking Newark Airport. Get out there. Rip a missile as quick as I could, looking at the fucking New York City skyline. Yeah, like, that's I gotta it. get back. And my and Nicole, Nicole was no, not happy with me. No, you're dick. So you ain't gonna do. Pretty much that is that is it. Mark is a dick that tried to that tried to live in the dumpster to to to, to, uh, to, <laughs> yeah, to defy his parents. Mark's a dick dot org. There it is. All right, and so we're, we're 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 all going with aliens, right? Don't brood in a dumpster. No, don't, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So, you know, there you have it. That is the Bell family. Uh, thank you all so very much for joining us, Cryptonaut Podcast. Um, we've got some announcements, and they are hellerspace.com. We have two t shirts. Uh, the proceeds for those t shirts are going to uh, a, a charity which will be benefiting our local Meals on Wheels. Yeah, it helps program. a lot of people. So, we got a lot of older people here. We got a lot of people that, uh, were kind of shut-ins before this happened and even yeah it, more so it's important that they they have food so we're, we're trying to you know just like everyone's trying to help people all around and in our own backyard so right. anything you can do to to help us help them is so greatly appreciated yep yeah and it's the the designs are the uh, it's, it's the heller space uh alive that's that's our the... latest one where we're with our logo and all weaponed up with the ufo beaming down on us the uh, no plan... that is Yep, that is the, the the that that design is the Plan Nine from Heller Space. Yes, the hell the other Heller Space Alive design is us as kiss. Oh, the kiss, so the, yes. Which I love yes, drawing, those, by the way. Yeah. That was so fucking fun. So those yeah. uh, those two designs are twenty dollars, and when you purchase them for twenty bucks, eight dollars goes to the charity. So, so yeah. Not 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 no. a big at all. Yeah, yeah, not, none to, to us. Just back. for making shipping, and then all the all the profit that we would get goes right to the charity. So yeah, totally. Thank you. So that definitely helps out. And again, that is Heller Space. And that's going on for a while. That's almost. I think it's almost up for like forty some odd days still. The, so that's damn. All right. Yeah. Let's do so it. Check that out. 
Yeah, so that that's that's a, a continuous thing. Um, the Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. As we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, if we murdered your <laughs> name in the shout-outs, which we more than likely did. Oh, God, did, yeah. There was please. a lot of tough names this, this time, yeah. E- just email us, CryptonautPodcast at gmail.com. Give us your name, and you know what? Do us a solid and just kind of like phonetically put it out there. Like Eric yeah. B. Writer, we we would have thought that it was Baruder. Bur- He's oh, like, absolutely. Nope, here you go. You guys are dumb. Uh, <laughs> there you go. The same. Or Jamila. The same yeah, right, right, Jamila, right. Jamila was so kind. She sent me a message. She's like, Mark, you can't speak. This is how you say my name. I'm like, thank you so very much. I appreciate the phonetic spelling. It helps us out because we have to have a 10 minute fucking session ahead of time going over names. Oh, that we did we anyway. ultimately forget. But we ended up forgetting them and fuck them up anyway. So just do us a favor and, and just send us how to pronounce your name. It helps us out a lot. Um, you know, I think that's yeah. pretty much it. The Heller Space, yeah. the, the Patreons. What, what do we got coming up? Anything happening? Um, In- a couple of interviews that we're going to be putting up on the Patreon very soon. Check that out. Um, and Rob's going to be making some appearances. Oh, yeah. We will have links for that. Be sure. Yeah, no. Be, that, be I sure mean, to, one of them is going to be done by the time this comes out. But uh, it's okay. Whatever. You're you're going to be having more appearances, I'm sure, other places. So be oh, sure yeah, to check I mean, all I'll that out. Be, I think I'm going to be on Spaced Out Radio again soon. Some other stuff. Yeah, but yeah, totally. uh, we'll be doing it. We'll be doing more interviews. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, un- unfortunately, and we have tried this for years, having four people on is next to fucking impossible. It just doesn't work. Well, it's so, a lot yeah. easier when we're all in the same room and we can just point to whoever wants to ask a question and they, right. you know, they can like a me and then do it. But it's much, much harder when we're doing it virtually. Yeah, when we're working remotely, it's definitely much, uh, much harder. I want to say too um, that so, I've upgraded my uh, cooler to a plastic bin, and um, oh, steamed California medley is now what's keeping my Ooh. beer cold. So, what's the I California like medley? Keep That's our good. listeners. A- yeah, it's. Uh, I'll tell you what it is. It's. <laughs> no, it I want to know. California <laughs> It is broccoli florets, <laughs> cauliflower, okay, and yeah. carrots. No I'm, sodium added. It's season's oh, I'm in. choice. That sounds great. Wow. Yeah. It's actually really yeah. uh, probably pretty tasty, but right now it's just keeping yeah. my beer cold. All so right. awesome. They, yeah. And then by the time this is over, it's just going to be melted, mushy, fucking gross vegetables that you're probably not going to eat. Dude, so there you go. Yeah. No, fuck I'll, yeah. I'll just it. eat that. I'm going to that shit. All right. Good. Exactly. Right. What are you talking about? I'm not going to throw shit away. I don't, I'm, I don't We're know. We're in quarantine. It's vegetables. Fuck. It's good. Yes. Yes, we are in quarantine. So, all right, there you have it. Thank you all for joining us. Um, Speaking of the quarantine, stay safe. Stay healthy. Absolutely. Stay inside. We're going to fucking ride this out again for us in New York. We're stuck here till fucking May 15th. So, hopefully, by then, you know, mm. if some shit changes, that would be fucking It would be. Dope. Um, mm. We'll see what happens. Whatever. Regardless, we're going to still be doing episodes on Patreon. We're going to still be doing fucking weekly episodes. So, everything is fucking dope. Hope everyone out there is safe and doing well. And we'll talk See to you, you later, soon. people. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> say hi. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, I miss you guys. See, see, see you later. See you later. Bye. Oh, Rob, I've got yeah. stuff I have to oh drop off at your house. I have presents for you. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah, I got presents. I what love presents? it. What presents do I got for Rob? He doesn't even know. No, presents. I don't. But I'm stoked. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so stupid. All right. I drank too much. All right. I see you guys later. Bye. Bye.